0: So, so, now, now, so, so, so. Hello friends, welcome to the SOS podcast. I'm your host Carl. Thanks for joining me. This week I want to tell you a story about a man. He's a man who spent 20 years in prison, two decades. For a crime he committed, completely guilty, totally liable, should have spent a lot more time in jail. But there is a mechanism in the law called clemency. That does provide grace for those who are chosen and this man bless his soul was granted clemency after spending those first 20 years in prison and for him it was what was a miracle he thought he'd be in there for the rest of his natural life and all of a sudden he's being told that he's granted freedom there's mercy he's gonna be let go and the man's mind starts racing. He starts thinking about all the things he's been missing. Simple things we take for granted. Like being able to get up in the morning, maybe go where you want, do what you want. Meal times in prison, obviously, your options are very limited. But he's thinking, man, I haven't had Chinese food in forever. I haven't been able to go to my favorite diner for breakfast. So he's ready to go he's ready to go and experience his freedom again. He gets out, he starts reconnecting with friends and family. He spends the first couple weeks of his liberty actually living in liberty. Doing things that we think are totally normal, but for him, such a blessing now. Again, he didn't think his life would ever get back to that. So those weeks go by, he's living it up, he's having fun. He's hanging out with his friends, going here, going there, trying every kind of cuisine under the sun that's available. Then one morning he gets up and makes his way back to that prison where he spent those two decades. He goes up to the front desk and of course the guards there recognize him and they assume that he's there to visit an inmate and they tell him, we've got rules. You've got at least two years before we would allow you to come back and visit someone who's imprisoned here, who was imprisoned while you were imprisoned. Those are just the rules. We don't want anyone on the inside connecting with anyone who was on the inside and is now on the outside for a certain period of time. It's just the way it is. Well, the man says, well, I'm not actually here to visit anybody. I missed my cell a little, and I was wondering if I could just go back in there for a little while. Of course, the guards look at each other and then look back at him, and they say, wait, we don't, we don't understand. You want to go back into your cell? And he says, yeah. He says, I just, I missed it a little bit. Could I do that? Could I come back in maybe just for a few days and just be in there? I think I would really like to do that. Well, his request, as unorthodox as it was, was granted. So he went back in that cell. He spent three, four days in there. Then he realized, you know what? I really like my freedom a lot more than this he asked to be released and since he didn't really need to be in there they let him go he spends the next two three weeks in freedom again among his family and then one day he disappears people can't find him they don't know where he is well guess what he's back at that prison he's back in that cell and over the next five six years that's the way he lives his life People on the outside see him, and then he disappears. And they see him again, and he disappears. When he comes back, he never really says where he went. He just says that he was away, because he knows that if he tells them, I missed that jail cell, I missed being a prisoner, and I wanted to be back in there for a little while. He knows if he says that, they're going to look at him like he's insane, right? Because who would do that? The prison guards, of course, thought their own thoughts at this man who spent so many years just dreaming of being free and then becoming free and being young enough and active enough to enjoy it. They had their thoughts about this man wanting to come back every now and then and be imprisoned again for a short period here and there, sometimes even a long period. They didn't understand. Who would understand? That's completely ridiculous. For someone who deserves to be in that cell, who deserves to be imprisoned, maybe for a lifetime, because that's the punishment that fits their crime. Even for that person. Who would want to go back in there when they've been granted freedom? Yet, how many times do we behave like that? This isn't a true story. I totally made it up. You probably guessed that. Never would happen in real life. But I was thinking of this image when I heard I Won't Go Back by William McDowell. The song talks about everything God gives us, everything we have because of this freedom, this liberty that we gain through Christ. It lays out, I got grace, I got mercy, I got blessings, I got provision. God's just poured his favor all over me. And the chorus says, I won't go back. I won't go back to the way it used to be before I encountered the presence of the Lord. I won't go back there. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, why do we? If I have been freed from the bonds of sin, if I have the ability to walk today, the whole day, 24 hours, without sin having control over me, if I can do that today, and tomorrow, and the next day. If God has granted me the ability to do that through His Spirit, why on earth would I decide to put on those chains again every now and then? Why would I go back like a dog returning to its vomit? Why would I do that? Why would I walk back in that cell and ask a guard to shut it and keep me in there for a while? It makes no sense when we think about freedom and bondage for those who have been bound, who have longed for freedom and finally gained that freedom, why would they want to go back? Maybe we get a little bit of an answer when we look at Israel. When Israel fled Egypt, yet they're crying out to Moses, "We're out here in the desert in this barren land. We got nothing, nothing." What, you're gonna you're gonna ask God to provide and he's gonna send down this manna that we have to eat every day and that's all we get no meat, no wine. it would be better for us to be back in captivity slaves in Egypt because at least then we'd have some good food to eat. That's what these people said even for just some good food and drink they were willing in their hearts, to be back in Egypt, captive slaves. We go and put ourselves back in captivity, back in bondage, for these fleeting, insignificant, and I call them invisible pleasures, right? They're fake. They disappear. They're temporary. Why do we do that? Well, there's a thousand reasons why we do that. The main reason is sin is still active in us, And we often don't actually respond to it the way we're supposed to we don't fight it we don't flee from it we set ourselves up for failure by the way we handle temptation when it comes just as silly as it is to want to be bound again by sin it is just as silly to not prepare for the battles that will be ahead that try to take us back to that place We've been set free. We've been granted clemency. We've been given a gift of grace. We should be bound because that's what we deserve. But Christ set us free from that. And the hope would be that we in our hearts would feel, I won't go back. Not that I can't go back, not that I'm not able to go back, but I won't go back. It's my willful decision to stay free it's my willful decision, it's my desire to line up with God's desire, which is for me to walk in freedom today, tomorrow, the next day, and to continue that, to never go back to that jail cell, to never miss it, to never want to be captive again. No matter what little invisible fake pleasure looks like it's there, I have to be wise enough and discerning enough to realize that that is just a trap. But when I look at my life today and I ask myself, why why did I fall to that? Why did I mess up there? The only real reason I can think of is that I haven't committed to being free. I haven't committed to the will of God. I haven't committed to actually standing up against temptation, fighting it, fleeing from it, preparing myself to deal with it because we know when it's coming down the pike the signs are there we know our history we know our patterns we know what the traps look like we were wise to accept salvation and follow christ out of those cells let us not be fools who gladly return to that prison father i ask you god to open our eyes give us more clarity Let us see this for what it is. Let us understand exactly what this freedom is that you give us. Because if we truly appreciate that, God, if we truly know what you have given us for free, how could we possibly want to bind ourselves again? How could we possibly want to submit to sin again? How could we possibly want to be in league with the enemy to try to destroy us, Father? God, give us that clarity. Give us that wisdom. Give us your heart, your desire to continue to see us walk in freedom. When temptation comes, God, when we're presented with sin that looks great, but we know is deadly, Father, just let our eyes and our hearts see that clearly and expose in us, God, the evil that still exists the desires that we still have that don't line up with yours, God. Expose that to us, God, and show us how to change that in us. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the Donate button.